0: Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn?
1: Hymn number 166. I would like to read the second verse. Think what spirit dwells within thee. Think what father's smiles are thine. Think what Jesus did to win thee. Child of heaven, canst thou repine? Hymn number 166.
0: If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and follow that through to the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. And you do so, and there you will find them. And the theme for tonight is, your spiritual sense will never fail you. And the readings will now be given by Gary. I
2: will read from the Bible. Psalm. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Ezekiel. I will put a new spirit within you, that they may walk in my statutes, and keep mine ordinances, and do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Isaiah And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. First Samuel And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at that time, when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, For the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be if he call thee. Thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood, and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel, at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. Isaiah Since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. 1 Corinthians Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ, and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, and in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. But as it says written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us, by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual... Judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Spiritual sense is the discernment of spiritual good. Understanding is the line of demarcation between the real and unreal. Spiritual understanding unfolds mind. Life truth, and love, and demonstrates the divine sense, giving the spiritual proof of the universe in Christian science. This understanding is not intellectual, is not the result of scholarly attainments, it is the reality of all things brought to light. Individual consciousness in man is inseparable from good. There is no sensible matter, no sense in matter. But there is a spiritual sense, a sense of spirit. And this is the only consciousness belonging to true individuality or a divine sense of being. The testimony of material sense in relation to existence is false. For matter can neither see, hear, nor feel. And mortal mind must change all its conceptions of life, substance, and intelligence before it can reach the immortality of mind and its ideas. It is erroneous to accept the evidence of the material senses, whence to reason out God, when it is conceded that the five personal senses can take no cognizance of spirit or of its phenomena. False, realistic views sap the science of principle and idea. They make deity unreal and inconceivable, either as mind or matter. But truth comes to the rescue of reason and immortality and unfolds the real nature of God and the universe the spiritual sense, which beareth witness of things spiritual and not material. Science reverses the evidence of material sense with the spiritual sense that God, Spirit is the only substance, and that man, his image and likeness is spiritual not material. This great truth does not destroy, but substantiates man's identity, together with his immortality and pre-existence, or his spiritual coexistence with his Maker. To reach the summit of science, Whence to discern God's perfect ways and means, the material sense must be controlled by the higher spiritual sense, and truth be enthroned, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Man is the offspring and idea of the Supreme Being, whose law is perfect and infinite. In obedience to this law, man is forever unfolding the endless beatitudes of being, for he is the image and likeness of infinite life, truth and love. As mortal mind or the material sense of life, is put off, the spiritual sense and science of being is brought to light. According to Christian science, perfection is normal, not miraculous. Clothed and in its right mind, man's individuality is sinless, deathless, harmonious, eternal. His materiality, clad in a false mentality, wages feeble fight with his individuality, his physical senses with his spiritual senses. The latter move in God's grooves of science. The former revolve in their own orbits and must stand the friction of false selfhood until self-destroyed. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of Truth, cleansing from all sin, giving mortals new motives, new purposes, new affections, all pointing upward. This mental condition settles into strength Freedom, deep toned faith in God, and a marked loss of faith in evil, in human wisdom, human policy, ways, and means. It develops individual capacity, increases the intellectual activities, and so quickens moral sensibility that the great demands of spiritual sense are recognized and they rebuke the material senses, holding sway over human consciousness. By purifying human thought, this state of mind permeates with increased harmony all the minutiae of human affairs. It brings with it wonderful foresight, wisdom, and power. It unselfs the mortal purpose, gives steadiness to resolve and success to endeavor. Through the accession of spirituality, God, the divine principle of Christian science, literally governs the aims, ambition, and acts of the scientist. The divine ruling gives prudence and energy. It banishes forever all envy, rivalry, evil thinking, evil speaking and acting. And mortal mind, thus purged, obtains peace and power outside of itself. This practical Christian science is the Divine Mind, the incorporeal truth and love, shining through the mists of materiality and melting away the shadows called sin, disease, and death.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Please announce the next hymn.
4: Hymn number 118. Holy Spirit, light divine, shine upon this heart of mine, kindle every high desire, cleanse my thought in thy pure fire. Hymn number 118.
0: Good evening everyone and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, May 26, 2021. Welcome one and all. People from all over the world have found our church. We're thankful for each and every one of you have done so. As you've probably heard before, we have quite a number of websites, many of which are in foreign languages. So we literally do reach people across the globe. This is quite an amazing outreach. I'd like to uh, invite everyone to browse through our websites. We have so much to to offer to everyone, free of charge, you know, for your healing, studying, listening, It's all inspiring and wonderful material. I'd like to point out uh, one article we're now featuring on the homepage of our English website. It's entitled, Dominion Within, written by the Reverend G.A. Kratzer. God, as we know, it's biblical authority. He gave us dominion. But if you're ever feeling a sense of fear and questioning whether or not please read this article. It's very a very healing article. I highly recommend it. Um, join us on Sundays. We start Sundays at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that at 11 o'clock with our church service. And we have a Sunday school for children which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m., and our Sunday School has a teleconference number of its own, which means that your child can attend our Sunday School by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday School, and we'd love to welcome your child there. We had a Bible study this past Saturday, so there will not be one this coming Saturday. Stay tuned to future announcements because the next one will be announced later on. Okay. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, We uh, would ask that you keep it within four minutes. And doing that will enable everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But when you do so, remember we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. And our meeting is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian Science. Dave from Florida, go ahead.
5: Yeah,
6: hi. Um, A few years ago, I gave a testimony about how our condo association here got a perfect settlement with our insurance company to cover all we needed to replace the roofs that were damaged by hurricane Irma. Well, I'm bringing this up again because I just recently learned that another association within our community is just now getting their roofs replaced and they didn't get a good settlement. The homeowners are being asked to fork out a lot of money out of their own individual pockets. And I guess they're not, obviously not too happy. When I heard this, I just thought how grateful I was for Christian Science and the practitioner here who I'd asked for help on it all at the time. One of the thoughts she gave me to work with was, God's law of divine justice is in full and complete operation. Well, it certainly was and I am just extremely grateful. I'm grateful for Christian Science to be a member here for the work of the practitioner and thank you for those readings.
0: Thank you. Jim Jim from Arizona, go ahead.
5: Good evening, Saturday morning, I was awakened and I sat on the side of the bed and I felt dizzy or lightheaded. Eventually it disappeared, but I did decide to call the practitioner and let let them know. A return call came in and was informed that work would be started and I was to call back in the afternoon. After lunch, I had to lie down for a while, and then when, when I got up, I was fine. So I immediately said, thank you, Shepard. I called the practitioner and was happy to say that everything was back to normal. The next morning, I relaxed for a while, and the same condition started, but started very lightly. I said, get out of here, and immediately the lightheadedness disappeared. I am most grateful.
0: Thank you. Jeremy.
7: This past Saturday morning, we did a remote broadcast for our Bible study. At around 9.50, we started the live stream so we could be sure everything was working and ready to go. And then at 9.58, just as we were going to start, the internet went down and shut off the live stream. I tried to fix it, but after a moment there came this quick realization for which I am so grateful. That bit of inspiration let me know the error was not resisting the broadcast, but rather the Bible study itself, since that's, that's what was going to bless others both now and for a long time on the website and YouTube. The Bible study was the important thing. And all I needed to do was call into the teleconference and put my phone on speaker so we could get started. And if I were to delay any longer in doing that, then I would have been being used by error. So once I called in, I, we got started. And I noticed that the internet came back on, but the signal was still very weak. But it was just enough to start the recording and occasionally mute a caller, which I'm very grateful for. And as soon as the Bible study was finished, the Internet came back at full strength and has been fine since. On page 170 of the Divinity Course in General Collectania, a.k.a. the Blue Book, Mary Baker Eddy gives the rules for overcoming animal magnetism. And for anyone new, animal magnetism is the belief in a power apart from God. Rule number one, see what it is trying to do. Rule number two, know that it cannot do it. Number three, see that it is not done. This whole thing has made me really make sure that I am getting step one right. If I had stuck with the thought the error was working to stop the live stream specifically, all all my efforts to handle it and Steps 2 and 3 would have been misdirected. I'm very grateful for all I'm learning here about Christian science from this church and from my practitioner and everything Mrs. Eddy writes. Every bit of this teaching has practical and immediate benefits for my life and my work, including the ability to re- remain calm during all this, which I have to say, in the past when I've met resistance during these kind of things, It has been very hard to become, so I'm so grateful for that. That's its own testimony right there. So it is wonderful to be a part of this mission for the world, and I'm grateful to be a member of this church. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Joanne from Florida. Go ahead.
1: Hi. I'm very grateful for this service tonight and that I have a church like this to come to. I thank God for Mrs. Eddy and her discovery of Christian Science and that it's taught and lived so purely here in this church. I'm grateful for all the practitioner help I have had received and am receiving here now. I couldn't have gotten through a lot of rough times without that loving Christian Science help. And thank you very much for the readings tonight.
0: Thank you. Shardell.
1: Hello, and thank you for the excellent readings. Not long ago, I had a very important personal business call to attend to by phone. Because of what I've learned here at the Plainfield Independent Christian Science Church, I was, as the expression goes, all prayed up after reading the lesson and other prayers. My conversation with a woman called Genevieve was harmonious, even joyful as we discussed God's love for us. She helped me with everything I needed and also did something extra. At the end of our conversation, she said that her day had gotten off to a very rough start until we talked, and she said, I will never forget you. My gratitude is for God's great unchanging love that goes out to all mankind as we are channels for his goodness. Thank you, Plainfield Church, for what you are teaching me about the science of Christianity found in the Bible and our textbook, Science and Health, with key to the scriptures. And also for my practitioner, who is constantly helping me to come out from a material world and be present with the Lord.
0: Thank you. Thank
2: you, Gary. My wife and I moved to Plainfield from California many years ago, uh, when, <clears throat> shortly after our son was born, uh, because there was a practitioner in this church who healed, and it was it was unusual. It was very special for us because we had known a lot of practitioners, but this practitioner stood out. No nonsense, the greatest love in the world. She helped my wife through the uh, birth of our son, and it was a perfectly harmonious uh, and pain-free delivery in California. And we decided that if we were going to raise our children in Christian science, we were going to... Have a good practitioner that we could rely on. So we moved here from California many years ago. And I remember shortly after moving here, during a Sunday service, one of the members of this church slumped over and passed on during the service. It was evident to everybody what was going on and uh, I have to say, it was quite a shock to me and a few others. But that practitioner, Mrs. Doris Evans,' <coughs> her name, sat in the back, she got up, she calmly and confidently walked down the aisle and sat next to that person, pulled her up, and began to talk to her telling her that God is her life and that she has work to do for God. She talked to her for two or three minutes and the woman revived. She came back. And by the end of the service, she was standing up singing hymns with the rest of us. I'll never forget that experience. It was one of many healings that I have witnessed in this church that have reinforced to me the fact that Christian science heals and that my opportunity in life is to learn how it heals and to live a better life as a result. I'm so grateful that God brought us back to New Jersey and to this church. Um, A lot has happened since then and it's all good. I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering the science of Christianity and having the persistence and the courage and the love to give it to mankind. And I am so grateful to be here with you
0: tonight. Thank you. Patricia from Canada. Patricia from Canada. Go ahead.
8: Hello. Recently, extreme back pain and walking problems developed overnight. I thought maybe it was due to lifting something heavy, but I wasn't sure. My dear sister, who I live with, had to help me dress and get in and out of chairs and bed. My bosses really needed me at work, and I felt that I had a divine right to go. I currently work as a CSR. Those letters stand for Customer Service Representative, but to me, they mean Christian Science Representative. It seemed just impossible to sit in my car for the hour and a quarter drive-in, but I played the CD, God is My Life, by Faith Anderson and Peter Kidd, that the plainfield field store sells, turned it up full blast and sang louder than the pain. Super creative CD. I love how their sweet voices chord together with spiritually packed messages. At work, there are 20 stairs to climb, carrying a heavy box of documents. Before each step, I declared ideas such as walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I walk with love along the way, and oh, it is a holy day. Every step goes higher, higher, soldiers of the cross. But wait a minute, we're also soldiers of the crown, aren't we? It took sweet forever to climb up. I asked my boss, who has read Science and Health, not to tell anyone about my problem. She's supposed to report such things to the other two bosses, but knows the problems will likely be fixed before she's obliged to report it. I won't say anything, she said, and then she giggled. Well, just look at you, though. Isn't it just a bit obvious? I felt very protected, though, that day because no one came into my office, and I wasn't asked to go down to the lab to solve problems, and that would have meant 20 more steps so I could pray about it privately. I prayed the psalmist's words, search me, O God, and know my heart, and see if there be any wicked way in me. But by three o'clock, I had such a hard time sitting that I called a Plainfield Christian science practitioner for the first time with a little trepidation as I thought my prayer would be answered and she would detect and expose the fears which chemicalization was stirring up. But I so greatly wanted to learn and grow closer to God. She cheerfully pointed me away from error and suggested wonderful spirit-focused articles to read. My prayer to God became, "'Please show me Your Majesty.'" Hymn 248 that was assigned reads, "Ye shall not to your daily task without your God repair. Instead of repairing matter, it meant to me repairing my relationship to spirit. And this kind practitioner prayed for a few days, and there was steady improvement. My sister, who's an atheist, was very relieved to see rapid and undeniable progress I told her that a Christian science practitioner was praying for me. Walking became normal, and the chemicalization and fear ceased. I was very grateful that my sister and my boss could see this healing, and I'm very grateful for my own spiritual growth. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Craig.
9: I'm going to give thanks for those fine readings and to, to really feel like this is a place and this is a group where people can grow spiritually. And they can find, they never lost it, but they can find spiritual sense and, and find more spiritual sense. And I have felt that as we understand God and we see him working our lives, we gain more or a better spiritual sense. <coughs> thank God for being reminded of that. I, I thank God for opening up my eyes and my mind to the good and the help that he has for us. I was, it was a while ago, I, I was out of a, a job, and I had been, I was working for a practitioner in this church, but uh, some time ago, but I wasn't, uh, I had things to learn. And I was going in and I was disappointed because I wasn't getting that, okay, let's hire you. So she had given me to read uh, some of the great works we have here, one from Finance to So Young, and it struck me how my thinking was all screwed up. I was believing in all sorts of bad things that were claimed to be real. And he goes on to say that, Change consciousness. I didn't even know what consciousness was at the time. I took my dictionary and I found out consciousness is the knowledge of the the sensations and the mental operations. And that stuck with me. I started thinking about it, and I realized the sensations are the real spiritual senses. And the mental operations and God working, his unfoldment, his reflection, his expression. And I'm all of that. And it's all good, so I could just kind of crap out all that bad stuff. So (laughs) er, uh, from there, I started in the mornings and occasionally at times when I remembered to fill my thoughts of what God was going to be doing, establishing my thoughts and my consciousness, and it was all good. And I went to interviews, and people looked at me differently, and they gave me the job. And from then on, I said, my gosh, change consciousness. And things do change. Big Moon Young says, what consciousness is, consciously is. And it was a revelation to me. I thank God for this place where people can learn such earth-shaking and overturning such marvelous things. They can be shared and change lives for
10: anyone.
0: Thank you. Linda.
10: I want to express my, uh, thank you for the readings. I want to express my gratitude for uh, healing. I just remembered tonight of my son, of uh, symptoms of strep throat a couple of years ago. Uh, the symptoms came on after his brother had been diagnosed with the same uh, week earlier. And it was on the weekend. And the next day, I was supposed to come to Plainfield. But I I told him that if it hadn't cleared up, I would go with him to uh, get it checked out Sunday afternoon. But I uh, was working with what the practitioner here had given me, a prayer by Mary Baker Eddy on household that can be found on our website. That is a prayer of peace for the household. And I also worked with the line in the 91st Psalm, that no plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. And I went ahead to church on Sunday. And uh, I know that the peace that I got from attending church had a great effect on the house and my thought. And when I got home, he had improved and improved enough. He kept improving as the day went on to the point where he felt he didn't need to go have it checked out. And by that night, the symptoms were completely gone. I'm, I'm very grateful for all that I'm learning here For our great God, for Christ Jesus, and what Mary Baker Eddy giving us the science and the church here that teaches it clearly.
0: Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce. Uh, You know, we have a wonderful lesson this week ancient and modern necromancy. And one of the statements that's in Science and Health reads, Let truth uncover and destroy error in God's own way. And uh, I was very grateful for that statement because I read that once a number of years ago just before I was asked to go to an office and do a job, a job that I had done before. But usually this job involved um, correcting errors that had been made in their record-keeping And frequently in the past, there have been a lot of heated arguments over whose fault it was and why they were so careless. Well, I read this statement, remember reading this statement, to let truth uncover and destroy error, but in God's own way. And with that, I went in, uh, prepared to do the work. And we first sat down and reviewed the job, and the guy who had engaged me pointed something out and says, I wonder what this is, and immediately came to my mind what it was. So I told him what it was, and then also suggested it might be worth a phone call to the person that prepared this in the first place to confirm that this is so. He says, just a minute. Then he went and talked to somebody else and found out that it was so. And we went on and we completed the job accurately, but I had to meet with and work with this other guy who was responsible for this thing that I that was that he had found. And it, the working relationship was was harmonious. You know, there wasn't a lot of contention or heated arguments or bad feelings. So I'm glad that God took over, showed me what was needed. But not only that, worked it out in his own way. And that lesson taught me a great lesson because I made it a point for myself to do the best I could, but not be too concerned about it, that God will uh, point out anything that needs to be corrected and I can be glad that things are corrected and not be concerned about how it reflects on me personally. Because after all, my highest priority is that truth be revealed and known. That's what Christian science is all about. It's amazing. And it's quite a liberating uh, thing to go about life this way. So I'm very grateful for Christian science, Mary Baker Eddy, and the wonderful lessons we have here. Carol.
4: I'm very grateful to be learning here not to overplan my days. Um, in the morning I pretty much figure out what needs to be done during the day, but as we were taught here a long time ago, keep your ear tuned to God and listen to what God has for you. So uh, the other day I needed to go to the cell phone store and have my phone looked at and have a, an account set up for me um, that I tried to do through their their app. and. Um, I was doing some work and had other things planned and all of a sudden the thought came very strongly, go now. And I thought, but uh, no, go now. So I said, okay. And I did. I went to the store and when I got there, I thought, gee, maybe it's closed. There's nobody here. There, there's some workers inside, but this is kind of unusual. So I went in and um, one of the workers said, can I help you? and we did our business, and uh, he was able to set up everything I needed. And uh, in fact, during the during setting it up, he said, "Gee, it wasn't you." He said, "There's something wrong with the app. I'm going to have to have them adjust that." So I thought, "Well, thank you, Father. That's pretty good too, because other people are going to be blessed by this as well." As well, and. Uh, by the time we were finished with all that we needed to do, I turned around to leave, and there was not one parking spot left in the, co- in the parking lot. The store was mobbed, there were a lot of people in it, and the parking lot was full. So I thought, thank you, Father, and thank you that I did listen this time. <laughs> I'm very, very grateful for all the, all the helpful things that I have learned here through the years, and that I'm still learning. And very grateful for the readings tonight, too. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Luann. Luann from New York. Go ahead.
11: Thank you. I just want to say how grateful I am for this past weekend. Um, I was able to come down to the church and really experience the, the work that goes on there and... I think the the greatest part of it was that everyone helped me to discover my value and it was something very unique to me and something at first it made me feel very uncomfortable but I, I think that I feel more settled with it now and um, it it was a, a very good lesson for me and I just wanted to say that uh, I'm grateful for everything that everyone did for me while I was down there, and every time that I come away from the church and I come back home, I just come home with a renewed spirit, and I know that it will help me to bless others. As I reopen my ceramic shop and people come in, I I feel like a a different person every time I come down there, so uh, I just want to say that I'm very grateful for that, so thank you.
0: Thank you. Mary.
12: This is from our church website bulletin board, uh, Virginia. Many thanks for the readings at the Wednesday, May 19th testimony meeting on We Should Go to God for Healing. The readings were inspired, comforting, and vitally important in stating the advantages of mind healing and the scientific requirements of each one of us. I truly appreciate what was given and having shared with others, and they were grateful as well. And thank you for each testimony given, showing the practical application of this science, which was lived by Christ Jesus and given to the world by Mary Baker Eddy in Florida. Thank you so much for that wonderfully strong and divinely inspired article, What Prospers Healing, by David Keaston, on this homepage carousel. It is most necessary reading for every Christian scientist who wants to grow spiritually in Christian science. Thank you to all at this church who have selflessly stood and valiantly supported Mrs. Eddy and her divine revelation. The world would be lost without your stand. And Virginia again, thank you so much for today's May 23rd instructive and inspiring offerings from the Round Table. The excellent lesson sermon on soul and body, and the awesomely beautiful "Be still, my soul." And then California, uh, referring to the Sunday roundtable this past Sunday, I'm so grateful for the reading from the Gilk commentary on Luke twelve one, to beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees. It really opened up my understanding that there is no good or bad in the concept of leavening, but it is the context in which it rises, as to whether it is building upon spiritual understanding to a higher level of understanding God-good, or leading me away, unawares into the corruption and infection of my principles and practices. Thank you for this leavening instruction. I always look forward to learning something new each week from the round table. And then testimony from California. I would like to give gratitude for one of the changes I am seeing in my life since becoming a part of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent and working with a Plainfield practitioner. This change has to do with being more protective of my oil, as mentioned in Jesus' parable of the ten virgins, where only five of the ten were prepared with oil in their lamps to accomplish the task at hand. Those without oil asked to borrow from those who had oil, but wisdom said no. If we share our oil with you, there will be not enough for both of us to accomplish what needs to be done. Mrs. Eddy defines oil as consecration, charity, gentleness, prayer, heavenly inspiration. Science and Health This is the mental state which allows us to do the Father's work during the day. I have finally come to understand that there are situations where my help is required and I can give it, as in carrying out an errand of mercy, but I must be careful to keep my spiritual consciousness light, my oil untouched. With this new understanding, several activities I had been engaged in for years which started out as errands of mercies, mercy, but which evolved into tasks performed with little or no gratitude from the recipients and have naturally fallen aside. I can see God's hand in it because each ending was accomplished once I finally understood something about the need to guard, protect my oil, and all the endings were accomplished in love. Being at the Plainfield Church, is a real life changer. I am so grateful to be part of this church and to have the support of the Plainfield practitioners who are always leading us through the valley of the shadow of death to green pastures and still waters. With love to you all. And England, just wanted to send a line of thanks for the very beautiful piece, Be Still My Soul, on Sunday and also for all the music which goes into your services and meetings. I am very grateful for all the work, practice, and preparation involved. Thank you very much. With gratitude and love to all of you. And then Hawaii. A few days ago, our cat Lucky failed to return home. A day and a half later, we became concerned as he always comes home for dinner time. My husband started to panic and I immediately went into a quiet space and began to pray, firstly to calm the fear that something had happened to him, next to still all senses and wait patiently. Soon a message came to me clearly and quickly. God knows all our coordinates. We are never lost and are exactly where we need to be. Lucky is exactly where he needs to be, in the presence of God and in his perfect care. This was a statement with no waffling about in meaning or reception. In less than a half an hour, Lucky returned home. And then a testimony from Texas. God speaks to us in many ways, sometimes through our feelings and intuition and occasionally audibly through angel voices. Here is my experience with the audible voice of God. I was working in downtown Dallas and had recently purchased my first car, the two-seater sports car, which was extremely fun to drive. I was sitting at a traffic light waiting for it to turn red to green so I could zoom out into the intersection and head on home. As As the light turned green, before I could apply the gas pedal, I heard an audible voice say, No, don't go. It was so loud, I turned around to see who was hiding in my two-seater car behind me. But there was no one, of course. And as I turned back to view the intersection in front of me, a large car came zooming across right in front of me, having run a red light. There had been a full two seconds since my light had turned green. And had I not heard that audible voice of God, I would have entered the intersection and been hit broadside by this vehicle. After thanking God profusely, I then proceeded through the intersection and on home, giving gratitude all the way for God's protection of not only myself, but all of us at the intersection, including the one who ran the red light. I am so grateful for all the blessings I have received over the years through my application of Christian Science to all aspects of my life. And I am indeed grateful for Christ Jesus and his demonstration of Christianity, Mary Baker Eddy and her sacrifices in bringing the Comforter to all mankind. And last but not least, I am most grateful for the Plainfield Christian Science Church independent website and all of its offerings and those who work tire, tirelessly to maintain it. Grateful to be here tonight and thank you very much for those readings. It's such an important point, our spiritual sense. It's perhaps the greatest gift we all have, uh, the ability to hear God's voice. Some of these testimonies testify too. It's. It's a gift that needs to be cultivated, however. We have to be aware of it and appreciate it. And the more we hear that voice, the more we will hear it. And it can come in many ways, as the last testifier said. Sometimes it does seem like a voice. Sometimes it's just this intuition or some kind of a mental impression. It comes in many ways, but it is God speaking. On our website, we have a, a short article by... Gilbert Carpenter, that I would like to share, because it was always very helpful to me about listening to God, about being able to listen to that small voice of God. And he says, If you ever expect to hear the voice of God, you must accept the proposition that His voice is now sending out its messages continuously, and doing this because you possess a capacity to hear it. No one can rob you of that, and the reason you do not hear it is because of your lack of focusing your attention on that fact by letting other things occupy your thought. Thus you postpone your effort and fail to receive. Man does receive and hear the voice of God when he seeks it and makes the effort to gain it, but he is not conscious of having done so until a need arises. When he voices that which he himself never knew, then he knows that it is God talking through him. So, when you seek to hear God's voice and do not seem to do it, do not be disappointed. Every day make the effort to open your thought and let God talk to you. And if you are not conscious of his doing so, if you do not hear it with your material ears, or are even conscious of it with your conscious thought, take it on good faith. Believe that it is being recorded on the tablet of your mind, that you are laying up treasure in heaven in your spiritual consciousness. And when the right time comes, you will be able to give it out and know what God has been saying to you by what you say to another. That statement has been so helpful to me and has proven so true so many ways, especially at times when I worried that I couldn't hear God's voice. You have to take it on faith and listen. And when you hear things that you know you would not know otherwise, you certainly know that is God speaking to you. And then when you can share it with others, yes, that's a sure sign. So this is a, a great exercise as to how to hear God's voice and how to develop that spiritual sense. So, I'm so grateful to be here tonight for all that I'm learning by being a member of this church. And thank you all for your testimonies and the beautiful music and readings.
0: Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
10: Hymn number 136. I love thy way of freedom, Lord. To serve thee is my choice, in thy clear light of truth I rise, and listening for thy voice, I hear thy promise old and new, that bids all fear to cease. My presence still shall go with thee, and I will give thee peace." Hymn number 136.